hashtag single with Jeanette and Tracy. We are not relationship experts or sex therapists. We are two people navigating the world as single, independent feminists, having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. We hope you'll join us on this journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. And, and this is Tracy. And welcome to Hashtag Single. This is a very special episode that we're having at our fundraiser at Flute Bar in Midtown. We have with us a, a really kick-ass dating coach all the way from Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, yeah, give it up for Miss Dahlia Karnofsky. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I love it. She's like very demure, very, so she demure. wants to make you feel safe. Yes, very much, very I'm much. shouting and she wants to make you feel safe. Um, Dolly, tell, you, tell everyone here and tell us what you do as a dating coach in LA. So I work for a matchmaking company in Los Angeles as a dating coach and I coach people before and after their dates. I help them figure out not just whether or not they liked the match they went on the date with, but also what they could do differently in their dating life, because my theory is everyone can learn to be a better dater. Um, my theory is also dating should be fun, so it should not be a nightmare, and you can think of it that way. Theoretically, yeah. Um, to that end, I host a dating show in Los Angeles that is for single people. It's like we call it a live dating app, but it's a singles comedy event where I interview people on stage and give live love advice and help people meet in real life because I know that a lot of people are missing that right now. So basically I'm obsessed with other people's love lives and I do whatever I can to involve myself in them. That is incredible. So that's so it. How, yeah. So how did you find yourself um, in this world of helping other people find their potential matches? Um, well, it started with all of my friends my whole life just, like, coming to me for love advice. And then I was like, maybe I should charge for this. I, was, I did not do that. But I started hosting the show first, actually, because I had all these single friends. And I was like, I just need a place for all my single friends to go where they can meet each other. And then I started a show called All My Single Friends. And it was basically an answer to the apps and trying to get people to meet in real life. And then I started coaching privately. Then I got the job at the matchmaking company, and now I have private clients and the matchmaking and the show, and I just spend all day getting to hear about, like, boys oh and girls and what they're doing. It sounds exhausting. It is. It is. <laughs> Most of them are like, oh, that sounds so fun, and I'm like... You're like a therapist. I am a therapist for, like, the most, first of all, not in your control, really, part of your life. Yeah. But also for, like, the most sensitive and the most important, I And think. personal. Yeah, very personal. And, like... Some people I work with actually could also use therapy, um, but a lot of people just need better tactics and a better outlook on the whole dating scene. So what are some common themes that come up habitually in uh, people that are seeking advice with their dating lives? So it does, it does vary depending on the age, the sex of the person. Um, I would say, I would say men a lot more are like, you know, I can't get a second date or I can tell I get there and the woman's not attracted or whatever and she doesn't give me a chance. I get that a lot. Okay. There's a lot of ghosting happening. 
Um, it's always, why, why, what am I doing, what am I doing? And then women, I get a lot of just like, the men aren't good enough, they're not out there, I have this list of 45 things that I'm looking for, and how come no one meets them? I don't understand. <laughs> and like, I get there and I'm not attracted to this person immediately, and I want to be, or whatever. Or women have a lot of also ghosting experiences, unfortunately. So I get a lot of just like, People who want other people to be a little more accountable and open to actually experiencing each other as human beings. I hear that a lot. And if everyone just knew that that's what everyone wants, then everyone would just do it. Yeah. But everyone's kind of like not trusting each other and they're on the defensive. And so it's a lot of like getting people to kind of relax and see each other as human beings. Do you think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it is so easy to go to the next person, go to the next person, you know, so they're not, it's easy for them to, to um, swipe right, yeah, to just, or swipe left, which is the, yeah. <laughs> I don't you even know, know. that's why I'm single, I'm like doing it wrong, whatever works, <laughs> um, I hear that a lot, and I think there must be some truth to it, because I hear it a lot, but I also think it's always been hard to date, it's always been hard to find someone, that's why you date one person, and you stick with them, if it wasn't hard, then everyone would just date for the rest of their lives, so it would be fun. Yeah. But the reason fair. that you pick a person is because you're like, being with you is better than all those other experiences I've had. So I think the idea that, oh, it's harder now than it was, sure. But it was harder then because we didn't have cars, you know, or like we only, we didn't have text or whatever. Like, there's always yeah. going to be something that makes it hard. There's always going to be a reason why it's hard in this city or at this time or for this person. But it, dating is a numbers game no matter when or where you live, and you just have to find a way to stay positive about it and just go after it again and again and not get disheartened and not tell yourself stories to make yourself understand it better. Because there is no story. There's just doing it again and again until you find the right person. And, yes, it's hard that that person knows there's another person behind you, but if you were the right person for them, they wouldn't care. So right. if they care, they care, and they're not the right person for you, move on. What do you but, think is everyone's biggest personal obstacle? So not like not like a physical obstacle, like, a, oh, I live in a, a city of 8 million people, and right. it's so hard to meet people, or, or ghosting, or we're overscheduled, but everyone's personal obstacle, like a limiting belief. Is there something that you come up ac across a lot? I mean, I think it's, it's kind of what I was saying. It's whatever story that person chooses to tell themselves. Yeah. So... It's hard because they always have more options, or it's hard because I'm 35, or it's hard because I'm a guy and I'm 5'4", and that is hard. Like, there's no question that there are always things that are hard, but telling yourself that story just reinforces it over and over again, and then you're bringing that into every interaction, and you're not giving the person in front of you a chance to be different and a chance to be a new person and to connect. You're already ending it, and you're bringing it there without even knowing it. So I think starting fresh each time is really hard for people mm -hmm. because they want to make sense of it. And to their credit, a lot of people come to me like, it's got to be me. I want to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Every time I get to three dates and then it stops. And I'm like, it could be you, and I appreciate that you're willing to take that stance on it, but also it could just be that dating is hard and that it's just going to be three dates with someone until it's not. And right. you just have to find a way to stay in it until you get there. Like, I can't stress that enough. 
What's funny is I actually got dating advice from my dental hygienist. Nice. Hygienist. Nice. <laughs> my dental hygienist. Um, and she told me, she was like, girl, you just got to date in numbers. Yes. That's what men do. Sure, yeah. Totally. A lot more totally. generally than women. She's like, just date. You know, just go out on a bunch of dates with a bunch of different people. That's what you have to, and yeah. it's like, yes, most of them will not be your person, but thank God, because then what a decision you would have to make. Like, you don't want That's that, trust true. me. And I have a male client, actually, and he's like very analytical, very logical. He like works in video games or something, and he was like, I was talking to him, and you know, he had gone on his first date or whatever, and he was like, well, I thought about it, and like the law of averages, like, you know, you want to date someone above average, so average is this many I'm not going to map so he's like average is like five people and then like so you have to if you think about it if you're going on ten dates probably one of them will be above average oh my god so you think about that right <laughs> but so he had a very good outlook he was like yeah obviously you just have to go on as many as you can because that increases your odds of finding someone above average but most people are average to you right. they're not going to stick out to you and that's good because they'll stick out to someone else but, like, to think that 10 is a lot is not a lot. 20 right. is not a lot. 30 is not a lot. I like find it really interesting that, like, there's, like, a male perspective of, like, this logical kind of Very algorithm. Yeah. Because I will tell you the number one thing I hear from women is that is this problem of scarcity. Mm-hmm. That there's not enough men to go around. I've heard it again and again. There there's are articles so written men. about it. Oh, my yeah. God. There are so many men. There's, like, people really believe that there are no... Good man, I know you're laughing at me, but like this is a real thing I've heard from other people many, many times. Like there are no good men left in New York City. I'm not, I'm not kidding. And we know that's not true that's because not some true. of our best friends are men, right? You know, <laughs> I think there are just so many people in the world, and there's probably a hundred people for every person. Yeah. I don't really believe in the one thing. I believe in like the right timing and the right chemistry. Um, and I just think that's silly. I think you might not be finding great men. It might be where you're looking. It might be how you're looking. It might be the story you're telling yourself. It might be what you're bringing to it. It might be what you say you want is not actually what you're going for. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you're like, why? I just want a nice guy. But then you're like, this guy hasn't texted me back. And you like stay fixated on him. And it's like, but that's not a nice guy. So why are you still fixated on him? You said that's not what you want. Right. So I think it's a lot of changing the story that we're telling yourself there unquestionably are enough men and enough women in the world for everyone to find their person or people not running out they're not running out at all and you know it's just a matter of like keeping your spirits up and staying out there and there are techniques to use don't get me wrong oh yeah can we get into there that? are plenty but the main thing i would say is numbers 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 game there's a reason there's a book i know that came out and it might have been a little controversial about Women don't take advantage of when they're in college enough because that's when there's the highest concentration of single men. Yeah. And women are like, no, like, I don't need to worry about it now. But that's that's not going to happen again a lot. So then you have to recreate that environment for yourself a lot. So you have to go on a lot of dates. You have to be social. You have to, you know, talk to people at your work, whatever. Make friends of friends. Like, be every opportunity. Where you have to are. create it for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's like... Give us your number one do, like a good, like your number one tactic on the do versus the don't list. Are we talking about for women or for men? Oh, gosh. Give so. us both. And when I say women and men, I mean female identifying and male identifying. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Great. Okay. I'm not, like, because I think anyone can be whatever they want to be. We, we are an inclusive podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, 
So there is a whole theory that in a relationship there has to be a feminine and a masculine energy. It does not have to be that the woman is the feminine and the man is the masculine, but both have to exist in the relationship. Okay. So it's all about roles and the two roles being played against each other or with each other. Yeah. So I would say for whoever wants to be the masculine energy, you have to be proactive, specific, you have to go get them, you have to be aggressive, you have to show your interest, you have to be decisive. You have to play that role. You really do. And I'm talking about the courting process. Once you're in a relationship, it's a little more mm. fluid and malleable. Yeah. But whoever wants to be the masculine energy has to be doing that. They have to be putting forth the effort, the plans, the contact, all of it. Um, then the feminine energy has to be receiving. They have to be in receiving mode. They have to be letting the man do something for them. They have to be a little bit flirty, a little bit softer. I think that a lot of people go into a date like it's a job interview. And they're both there and they're both like, <laughs> I'm crossing my arms for those who can't see, but like, <laughs> that like, okay, what do you have? Where are you from? What do you do? Da, da, da. And they immediately put themselves in this kind of mode as opposed to giving themselves both the opportunity to find romantic interests. Like if neither of them flirts, there will not be anything, even if there could have been something. Right. You know, like if you friend zone yourself, mm. I, then there's nothing you can do because you're like, I'm in like interview mode. And right. I think a lot of people go into a date like straight from work or they're being in, a professional. Yeah, being yeah. a professional, being like, let me find out about this person. Your job on a first date is not to figure out if you want to be in a relationship with the person. It is not to figure out if they have long-term potential. It is none of that. It is to have a good time and flirt. That is it. That is your only job. And you flirt whether or not you are attracted to the person. I don't care. Because one, it's practice. So you're practicing for when you are attracted to someone. And two, it, once you flirt, it opens up something in the other person. There is nothing more attractive to anyone than feeling attractive. Yeah. yeah. And so once you flirt with someone, they're like, oh, I'm attractive. And then they, like, boost up a little bit. And then, guess what? They feel more confident. They become more attractive. Right. And then, all of a sudden, you're attracted to them, even though you weren't when you walked in. But if both people are like, no. Sorry, nothing can happen. I don't care if you're attracted to the person. You flirt with them. You touch them in a non-sexual way, and you flirt with them. I don't care. You fake it, if only for practice. Just do it, and, like, the things that can happen when those doors are left open instead of immediately closed, unbelievable. Tracy and I are actually talking about this with one of our guests on another episode of our podcast so like people have lost the art of flirting Absolutely. Uh, I think just because everyone's I don't know like just trying to protect themselves maybe or just uh, trying to wait to be impressed like people forget to yeah. be vulnerable yeah. and like if flirting is a skill and it's an art form and it allows you to be vulnerable and fun and I think the I think that we need to I'm, hashtag bring back flirting. Bring back I'm flirting. Gonna I'm going to do it. Yeah. 19. I think people are scared and they come in and they're like, no, I don't feel it. So I don't want to lead them on. Go ahead. Lead them on. They'll survive. Like, it's fine. You're going on one date. You're not promising to marry them. Like, practice your skills because it's not. We spend so much time in, like, work mode, friend mode, gym mode, whatever. We're not used to being in that environment anymore. Yeah. So you need to practice. It's a muscle just like anything else. 
and it's a very different type of interaction, and you will enjoy yourself. Like, that's when dating is fun and not a nightmare. Right, right, right. If you're like, I'm going on another job interview, let me find out where you went to college, like, yeah. no one cares. Boring. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's hard, and I yeah. hear that a lot, and I hear that from a lot of people who are like, this is why men aren't men anymore. They won't ask me out. They won't initiate. They won't be direct. And I think there's absolutely a way to do that that is not inappropriate or offensive. I think, if anything, like a dating environment is where it's okay to flirt. And when I talk about touching, I mean, like, we call it at my company, Matchmakers in the City, shameless plug, um, that it's a three-second touch. So hopefully it's not on the breast, you know. Oh but, God. like, a three-second touch, you're talking arm <laughs> or kneecap. Right. Like, just enough to be like, hey, I find you attractive. Yeah. I'm enjoying my time with you. And I think if you are, like, a pretty decent person, like, you're not going to do something super offensive or lascivious just by trying to show someone, to make someone comfortable and touch their arm, their shoulder. I mean, I think women, it's nice for women to initiate the touching because then they kind of say it's okay, you know, like we're here. Yeah. And then the woman has more control. But I think, like, men can feel free to initiate contact, still be gentlemen, you know. I think it's really attractive. And then both people can kind of soften once that interest is established. So I think use common sense. Like, don't be gross or offensive. But, like... It's okay to touch someone on the shoulder. Like, they're probably not going to freak out. Right. I think. I encourage women to do a three-second touch on any part of the arm or the kneecap twice during a first date minimum to just be like, hey, I'm not grossed out by you. You know? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, nice. That's beautiful. That's nice. Lovely. Well, we have some incredible people here that have been brave enough to submit their questions anonymously. Great. So I'm going to let you pick from our pile here. Do you want to read it? I think you should read it. Sure, I'll read it. <clears throat> As a successful single woman who is the potential breadwinner, how do you broach that conversation without... Uh, demasculating. Demasculating them. Yes. What That's would the conversation question. be? Like, I make more money. Are you okay with that? Like, that kind of conversation? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or just letting someone know that you're super, that you're super successful, I guess. That's a weird thing to own, yeah. I think. Well, especially I, for women. But I don't think that, like, it needs to be a... I mean, I don't think that that needs to be, like, a conversation unless you're like my plan is when we have kids you will stay at home and take care of them right I think that would still need to be a conversation where the roles reverse like that's something that will be a conversation down the line regardless but I think unless like if you're a woman that has a really great job and a lot of money and you want to play the masculine role in the relationship which generally means like doing paying for more of the things does not mean man means like which yeah. also still changes as the relationship goes on. I'm just talking about the courtship process. But, I mean, I think that'll come out. I don't really think. Just like a man wouldn't feel the need to be like, so, I'm successful. Are you okay with that? <laughs> like, I don't think that women See, need that's to feel the thing. that We as women, we feel like we need to apologize. Yeah, I don't like, think so. I'm sorry I might make more money than you. Yeah. But I love this idea of, like, masculine versus feminine energy. Because yeah. if you want to be the breadwinner, like, maybe Go just own it. it and be yeah. like, I'm going to be the one that makes the plan. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that makes the date. I'm going to pay for dinner. Yep. Like, 
that's and then I think go for it, and if they don't like it, you'll find out real quick because they right. won't date you right. anymore. <laughs> yeah. But they might love it, or you might be like, I'm going to let them be the man in the courtship process, and then eventually we'll even out and I'll pay for more things. I think you just have to feel it out. But if it's important to you to pay and be the breadwinner, absolutely go for it, and just the right person will be attracted to that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And if it turns off people, just keep going until it doesn't. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Pick another one. Do you want to read? Sure. Okay, so this is, I fear showing vulnerability on dates as uh, as I wonder if women will think that I'm not strong. Oh, God, it's the same question. From a man. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of vulnerable men Lots here. Vulnerable I love it. And, and breadwinner women. Breadwinner yeah. women, vulnerable men. Let's pair I them up. Them. Yeah. I don't, again, like, I don't really know what that would be me like I just think everyone should kind of be who they are and then the right person will be attracted to you and if they're not then that wasn't the right person but at least you didn't lie to get the wrong person so I think if it's like I don't want women to know I'm sensitive like women would love that yeah women love a sensitive man I think of what you mean is like I have a lot of baggage slash dark things that I need to talk about, yeah, that could probably wait till the third or fourth or fifth, sixth date. But if it's just like I'm a vulnerable person and I'm not afraid to show it, like the right woman will be attracted to that. And it might be the breadwinner woman and maybe you two guys should talk. I don't know. (laughs) That sounds great. But I think vulnerability is beautiful and I think whenever you show that to someone, it's also showing trust and it's showing that you care about them enough to share that with you, with them. And anyone's going to be attracted to someone who has the confidence to do that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next. We're just crushing these Crush questions. Crush yeah. Um, all right. How do you know that you have been ghosted? How many unanswered messages oh does it take <laughs> to let go? Oh, my god! You've gosh. been ghosted, if that's your question. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's um, the minute you ask yourself, am I being have ghosted? I yeah. The answer is yes. Uh, my general rule with that is, I mean, probably if you have to ask the question, it's happening. Um, women, but I get that because yeah. we have busy set schedules, and sometimes people just, schedules. like, don't get back to you right away. That's true. And for that, I think you can reach out. This is what, so this is what we tell our, like, clients at my company, which is, like, if you're the feminine person and you want to go out again but you haven't heard from the person, you are totally at liberty to text them and say, hey, I had a great time with you. Would love to do it again. Let me know. Oh. And then you're putting the ball in their court. They still have to do something, but you're give, you're showing them interest because some people are like, well, what if you didn't know I was interested in him? And it's true. Guys also now are, like, a little bit scared to come on too strong or to go after a girl when she's not interested so I think there's nothing wrong with showing some extra interest but if you send like two texts in a row and they don't get answered yeah you've probably been ghosted it's just a fact but it's a fact and then you get over it and then you move on and aren't you glad you didn't spend more time on that there person you, go. you know yeah and luckily you're dating in numbers so you you're have dating in numbers so you're not holding on to it and like guys you know it's like I mean, you can keep reaching out as much as you want to, but, like, if two or three texts go by and you don't get a response, like, you're probably not going to, and if you do, it's probably not going to be that satisfying. So you should probably just, you know, some some of my clients love to be like, but I should tell them how I feel. This is wrong. And I'm like, do you, like, what are you going to get from that? Because if you're hoping that, like, they're going to ask you out after that, they're probably not. 
You also could leave it, and if they did just have a busy schedule, they will eventually get back in touch True. with you and be like, yeah. so sorry. And then you want to watch if that's a pattern or not. Mm. You know. But yeah. generally, I think if people are interested in each other, they find a way to communicate. And anything else is kind of an excuse. Next. Oh, oh there's wow. a long one here. Oh, wow. Okay. What's your advice? I met someone unexpectedly who I've fallen for, like in a big way, that I haven't felt in a long time. It is be- it's beautiful and sincere connection with this person. However, they're seeing someone. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've heard from friends that their relationship isn't the best, but I don't really know. How do I stay friends with this person knowing how I feel? I feel, I feel like Jim from The Office. Uh, that secretly has a crush for Pam. Aww. Oh, that's oh. tough, tough. I mean, I think you have to assume that they're never going to break up and that this person is never going to date you. I think that just has to be the assumption. And then if you get surprised, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I mean, if it were me, I'd probably be like, I don't need this kind of pain in my life, so I'm not going to stay friends with them. Even mm. though we have a really strong connection, I just, like, don't need that. And I also don't need them to be keeping me from being interested in other people, which will happen because you'll have them up on this pedestal, and then you won't be able to be interested in other people. So I'd probably be like, I'm just going to keep my distance and wait and see. And if one day they break up, then you're there and you're waiting, and that's great, but probably by then you won't be interested anyway. Again, as you can see, my main theory, I don't really hold on to things. Yeah. So you're I'm so like, freaking healthy. Well, my God. But... <laughs> I mean, because I dated a lot, but I've also got seen a lot of people go through it. And it's like, there will always be someone else. If it's that hard in the beginning, it's probably not the right person. Yeah. It feels really exciting. Drama feels good. But, like, probably who you're going to end up with, it's going to be not like that. It's going to be pretty easy right off the bat. Unless you're, like, 18. And then, you know, who knows what happens. But, like, if you're, like, this unrequited love, you also have them on a pedestal. You don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with them. might not be that great. Just don't torture yourself. Like, move on. I love that. Okay, one final question. Uh, My two friends have an on-again, off-again relationship. How do I stay friends with both of them and support them without hurting the other Ooh, that one's tough. That is a tough one. I mean, you just do? I don't know. Like, yeah. that's, how do you stay friends? No, with but some people, I understand do. that. Like, the friendships, like, you're supposed to, when they're not together, you're supposed to be like, that person's not right for you. Good right. for you. You broke up. Right. And then they get back together again. You're like, yay. I'm so glad friends. you guys were always meant yeah. to be together. I'm so glad you worked it out. And then, like, I, I've been in that situation before where you're you're supposed to support the choice that your friend made, but when the choice keeps yo-yoing, like how do you how do you just be like I I don't I don't know what to say to you anymore. I you think know? you have to say that. Yeah, I think well, okay. you just have to be honest with both of your friends and be like, this is really hard for me. So the choice is you can tell me everything and lean on me as your friend, but then I'm gonna know everything and it's gonna be hard for me to be around, or we can just talk about other things, and you won't tell me those things so that I don't have to make this choice all the time. But, like, I'm stuck in a hard place, and I don't know how to be the best friend for you. Yeah. And I think you just have to, like, be an adult about it and be honest and tell them it's hard. And, yeah, maybe don't – maybe remove yourself. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a person, too, that's like, if something is really unhealthy, like, remove yourself. 
do not stay in that. So if it's like killing you, like just be like, I'm your friend. I love you. I can't be here for this. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. I feel like I need Dolly in my life. <laughs> we all need a Dolly. In I our think lives. we really do. Yeah. I figure. Well, Dolly, thank you so thank much you for, for being um, our dating coach Q and A, dating coach expert for thank the you. fundraiser of hashtag single. You guys, uh, Dolly does this professionally. So if you want to ask her um, any questions or if you want to work with her, stick around. She has an email sign-up sheet. Um, she works virtually. It doesn't matter that you're in New York and. Um, as you can see, I think we would all be healthier if we worked with her and we had a little more <laughs> everyday one-on-one conversations with you. Yeah, obviously. Great. Well, that has been our live fundraising episode of Hashtag Single. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for having me. Yeah.